Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lauder. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Guess who put up his Christmas tree? You did not. No, it's my neighbour, and I, I, I told him he was weird for doing so. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> you stood outside and you went, no. I, no. I knocked on his window, waited for him to lift up the blinds, and just yeah, shook politely. my head. <laughs> yeah, but I, just, I just gave him a bit of a sour look, like, look, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Not the year for it, okay, first of all. I mean, <laughs> no, but maybe it is the year for it. Maybe people are looking for a bit of a, a cheer-me-up. In the time, you know, with the global bastard and everything, put up the tree in June. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Just leave it up for next year. You never know what it it's going to bring. <laughs> it's all right. Might bring, you might get a present every now and then. You don't know. Santa could be around. Um, so, Sean, obviously, with all the shit going on in the world these days, we're all we're all getting a bit stressed. I think at the minute. I know personally, Christmas coming up. I'm trying to get presents. It's a tough time to get them. You know what I mean? And it I'm, is. And it is. we all, a lot we to always take on. do. We always do a Christmas exchange. We do. Um, for the podcast. And luckily, this year, I got you done in October. So I have your presents sorted out. I got I you saying, a pumpkin. That's the most... <laughs> I said... <laughs> yeah, I got you a Halloween outfit. Um, you're going lo- to be the most lovely vampire anyone's ever seen. <laughs> but... Um, I got your present already set up before loved ones. <laughs> I said, no, <laughs> that's the one that's important. As sweet as that is, Connor, you could have also said, I got your Christmas sorted like I do with my loved ones. No, I burned their presents and oh, I said, I'm starting again. Either that- Sean goes first or I'm walking. <laughs> I'm, family, I'm starting with someone I care not for this year. 
Um, so Sean, this is Movie Mondays. We're not here to talk about Christmas and, and holidays and stuff like that. Unless Sean, you want to talk about our Christmas oh, raffle oh, oh, that we're it. doing he over on the Patreon. That is called a segue, kids. Yeah, we're raffling <laughs> off a segue on Patreon. I'm, I didn't... Many people said there was no interest. I said, I'll invest anywhere. Heavily. <laughs> Heavily invest in segues. Um, so we are doing a Christmas raffle over on our Patreon this year. I will be putting up uh, samples of... We're going to be giving away two prizes, I'll say first. And it'll be to anyone who's um, on our Patreon who supports the show over there. And it could be $1, $2, $5. Your name will go into a hat and you'd be in a chance of winning our very first pieces of merchandise here on the, on the podcast. That is a t-shirt and a mug. Specially designed by yours truly. Handcrafted. I, I made the mug this morning. Did you, um, oh, you spun it on a potter's wheel. Colin. I spun it on a potter's wheel, yes. And I just kind of punched it a little bit. It's going to be a good one. But, um, You've not seen Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I kept wait- I kept waiting. Nothing happened. <laughs> Any minute now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we're giving away those two prizes. All you have to do to enter your name into the competition is just head over to the Patreon and sign up for a $1, $2, or $5 per month. And if your name is in there, we will, there, we will put the raffle on at the very end of this month, so you still have another week left to enter your name. And you could be a chance of winning on those prizes. Yes, and um, we are. It, it is open worldwide, by the way, because we have listeners all around this flat circle that we live on. The, I mean, the flattest of circles. Just, I can't stress how flat it is. <laughs> and so, with all of that admin out of the way, Sean, it's time to move on to movie news. That is why we're here and why the people are listening in. Because we're starting with some pretty big news over at that very small company that we all love, Disney. Ah, the one company a- in filmmaking, <clears throat> yes. I think a monopoly is good. But <laughs> what they what they recently did, Sean, was Disney decided that they didn't like certain other companies and certain other companies such as maybe Fox. Maybe they said, we want what you have just to have it. And here's yeah. $10 billion. Actually, no, I think it was $180 billion or something. <laughs> but um, they said, we're going to take that. And one of the things they took was Deadpool, the character. Now, everyone knows Deadpool is played by Ryan Reynolds, and, I mean, is he playing Deadpool? Is he Deadpool? We don't really know. The the lines are becoming blurred at this point. At at this point, I feel his promotional tactics for other movies is just the same. (laughs) So it's just like, fuck it, let's see what happens. Yeah, and so we have... Now, when Deadpool was announced, when it was announced that uh, that Disney, who owned the MCU, were buying Fox... There was a big question about whether Deadpool would work in Disney's family-friendly version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. Um, so, is this something you have an update on, Connor? I The news I have today is that Deadpool 3 is officially happening <gasps> at Disney. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yes, it is officially down that they already have the writers in, and the writers they have are Wendy and Lizzie Molyneux. From who are Bob's Burgers. From Bob's Burgers. They are going to be penning the highly anticipated Deadpool, Deadpool Trequel? Yeah, Trequel. <laughs> and so so they will be coming on board to write it with Ryan Reynolds, I'm sure, probably having some sort of say in the 
in the production process because I think he was very heavily involved in the first two. So they'd be I mad. I think he's producer even... on those. Um, he, yeah, I think he's producer. So they're probably going to ask him at least one or two questions. Yeah, because he's very he understands the character as well and what fans like about that character. Um, yeah, and and you normally get that if you play a character for a few movies. Like, uh, and it makes more sense because he's kind of he was very heavily pushing for the first one in the first place. So he probably has a love for that that they probably do as well. Like Wendy Molyneux, Lizzie Molyneux, they're coming in here. They probably have seen the first two. They've probably read a lot of Deadpool themselves, maybe. And I think this could be a great match made in heaven because Bob's Burgers, great TV show. Great so you TV combine show. these, and it's it's not just like look at my balls style comedy. It's like it's clever and it's witty, which I mm. like for Deadpool. And I think that's. It's that kind of comedy that you might need bringing him into the more PG universe. That he needs to be funny in clever ways. Well, that's actually one of the first questions that I was going to ask you in regards to this news. Is that this? we know the MCU, family-friendly, they're conglomerate. They want to make $1.5 billion every single time. And... Traditionally, 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 tradi- traditionally. <laughs> right? everyone knows I'm Style very it out, traditional. Style it out. I'm, I'm a very traditional man, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? but traditionally, um, R-rated films do not normally make as much money. But Deadpool was kind of the exception, and so now they have this character. It is hoping to be planned. The reports say that it is going to be an R-rated sequel. Really? What do you think of that news? I mean, it's I should it shouldn't be so surprising because it has worked so well for the previous two Deadpool films um, and other comic book movies, the likes of Logan and um, your favorite movie of all time, Joker. Uh, were both everyone's favorite, yeah. Everyone's favorite. Yeah, Everyone loves it. Todd Phillips, Phillips, the greatest director of all time. Absolutely, absolutely. Hangover 3, masterpiece. Um, (laughs) Masterpiece! And it it, it just seems shocking that Disney are announcing, yeah, we're making Deadpool R-rated. Because I I feel with the other Deadpool movies, even fairly casual observers knew that, okay, this is removed from Captain America and Iron Man and all the guys my kids dress up as for Halloween. (laughs) But now it's like, it's the same company and it's going to be, when it comes out on Disney+, Plus, it's going to be in the Marvel Universe and it's going to be right beside it, you would think, for your kids yeah. to select. Will, will Deadpool be in the next Avengers movie? Yeah. And there's a, like, a lot of people are saying that like, yeah, put him in, but just like actually censor him. You know? Like, and or just have him be aware that he's in front of kids so he tries to clean up his act like like he tries to put on a good show because he's in the big avengers movie which could kind of work with what happened in deadpool 2 because as we all know that's a quote unquote family movie and about him learning to be more fatherly <laughs> i mean he's the father of the x force he did so well with them and they're all around to tell the tale. <laughs> that, by the way, that scene, right? I, I'm not a big fan of Deadpool 2. Deadpool 1 is amazing. Deadpool 2 is okay. But the X4 scene 
is truly one of cinema's masterpieces. <laughs> it's, so, it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I, I feel they nearly wrote the whole film around that. They wrote that one scene because they were like, we'll bring in the X-Force, but we'll kill them all in about 10 seconds. And then him, he's just reacting to Peter. <laughs> <And it's> just- <laughs> the... Um- now, presumably this will be like 2022, 2023, we'll see this. They, they haven't given a date, but, I mean, yeah, we can assume probably mid-20s. Yeah, so they have ample time to set it up, because Deadpool always like will introduce the, the slight crease in the story of he's inherently tied to the X-Men. <laughs> Which, yeah, because he's so fat. Like he's always linked to the X Men and Spider Man. They're his two biggest links, I would say. And so you all—they already have Spider Man. They also have the X Men. So maybe Deadpool is a way to bring him in. You could also necessarily <clears throat> use the One Division t- uh, Disney Plus show that Doctor Strange maybe goes to a different universe. Deadpool is there. And I would like to see their banter back and forth. (laughs) Because then they are on completely different levels. (laughs) Like, one thing I'd really love is for there just to be, there's a bad, like, not a super villain, but a bad guy. Like the likes of Crossbones, for example. And he's just causing hassle for all the Avengers. And then someone, maybe Hawkeye, to give him something to do. Just goes, oh, I know a guy, and then the end credit sequence is him paying Deadpool to kill this villain, and that's his intro. Yeah, I'm. I mean, there is probably some logical um, setbacks to the idea that he has an R-rated movie, and in his R-rated movie, I can only assume he's saying, "Look at my balls." He's yeah. But he's making poop jokes, he's decapitating people and kicking their heads into other people. But then if you have the team-up movie, he's going to be conspicuous if he's absent. Yeah, and I and I don't... But, but also, he needs to, like, not steal every scene either. Like, he can't be the main focus. You have to thread this needle. Yeah, so he's kind of there as the comedy... As the comedy back guy, but also maybe he wants to kill, as you said, and Nick Fury's like, you're not allowed to kill. What if? What if? Okay. And I say what if. Marvel's what if. The new series that they're coming out with. What if he kills all the old Fox X-Men? Like, he just kills that universe. <laughs> like, he just went mad and he just killed them all. And then he's like, okay, let's try again. And then he just hops into the Marvel Universe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, you could even have a line. Like, you don't have to show him doing that. You just have a line in the next Avengers movie, like, I thought I killed you guys. Oh, there's new X-Men. Oh, right, oh. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, they are not going to be happy with me (laughs) when they find out. Um, But yeah, so Deadpool 3 is in the works over at Marvel. They... It it is interesting to and he's also like he's this late signing, which is really cool because they have had a lot of big names leave after Avengers Endgame and he's kind of a ready made box office star just sitting there that they now have. Yeah, just like this absolute like force of nature in terms of marketing and fan appeal 
He's just like, mm. oh yeah, we just have him in our back pocket. That's fine. And so we'll bring him out. And and Ryan Reynolds loves playing the character, so it's it's perfect. Um, yeah, so Deadpool three is in the works with the Bob's Burgers writers. I think it's a match made. In hell. I think it could go really well, and I think it could be better than two. I really hope so, uh, especially if Kevin Feige's involved and they have maybe a bit of a plan. I'm interested to see where they go in regarding to team movies, but I'm sure that's probably later down the line. Yeah, I'm I'm also excited to see what they do with a, a bigger budget as as well. Oh yeah, yeah, they'd probably get about $200 million, <laughs> just do whatever you want. Yeah, which might be more than the first two Deadpools combined. Absolutely. Well, the first one is like $54 million, So It's ridiculous, and, yeah. and half of it's made on one bridge. Yeah, it is. <laughs> one stretch of highway that fell down. <laughs> um, okay, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this is Transformers news, Sean. Now, I have that they are going to be doing a new Transformers movie, yes, but they are going to be bringing in the Creed 2 director, so that is Stephen Capel Jr., um, Hasbro's wildly popular timeline, Hasbro's wildly popular timeline, we all know, Transformers. Yeah, their biggest They've been line. around... They've been around for quite a while. I mean, Mr. Bay, he had a he had a good go of it. And in the last one, not Bumblebee, the last proper Transformers movie, we found out the world was a Transformer and also yeah. Merlin was involved. The world it was, was a strange prom, movie. Yeah. <laughs> but now they're thinking, we go again. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Just, yeah, because what could... Do, now, surely it's a total reboot of everything except maybe Bumblebee yeah it is said to be a reboot it doesn't actually say if it's also going to be a reboot of Bumblebee it would be mad to also do that because I'm pretty positive Bumblebee was met with very positive reactions yeah I think it was like a lovely little surprise that it was this good Transformers movie um, that was also good for like actual fans of Transformers as well like, I think it, mm. it scratched that nostalgia itch for a lot of people. And and I think um, it it was underrated or unexpected success. Like, as you said, when you have Transformers The Last Night, which was the last one, and that is the one of the worst movies of the year, and then the next one is like, oh, that's actually all right. So you have a bit of positivity, but then it would be weird to immediately just wipe the slate again and just start all over. Yeah, unless there's some weird, like, rights issue. That unless, you know, they can't use any existing properties if they want to remake it at all. But And do you you think a Transformers movie, do you think there's interest in a new Transformers universe? I was just about to ask you this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't know, because I feel it was, it's this weird thing where it was so big... Like, all of those movies were successful and made money because they were, like, showpieces and they came out, they were, like, summer blockbusters. And so I feel like everyone knows about them. Everyone knows about the Transformers and anything anything extra you put out at this point, people will just think, oh, it's connected to those other Transformers movies. I think it's just it's that weird thing where it wasn't they weren't super great movies but they did quite well. Yeah, it would it's very hard. I think it's going to be very hard for this franchise to get rid of the stench of Mr. Bay. 
<laughs> I mean that in in all the ways you think I mean it. But I mean he is he is like the overlord of this of this universe. No matter how many movies he goes without actually directing, I don't think he's directed the last three or four. But he's, he's always still, connected. Yeah, he's always connected. He's always a producer. Definitely, but he's always connected in some way, and even on the screen, you get the impression like, is it the fourth one where uh, Mark Wahlberg drives a car and he like kicks a guy in the face using the wheel of the car, and then also at the same time he gets some Bud Light and he breaks it off the side of the truck, that and then is, he just starts drinking it randomly. That is the one. I think that's Age of Extinction that happens in. Yeah, that's number four. The one with the dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The one with the dinosaurs. That is how far they went. And now they're thinking, we'll start again. I think it's very hard once that comes out of the box to go back to, well, there's just some weird robots from another planet and we don't know anything about them. The thing about Transformers is that that used to be enough. That they were just weird robots from another planet and they turned into technology. But then they introduced the human element to it. And how it's and all Merlin. a big cover-up and shit like this. <laughs> yeah, they introduced Merlin the wizard. They introduced the fact that there was dinosaur robots. There was um, the, the planet, the world was a robot. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we were the Transformers planet. Was that the plot point? I think we were going to be the Transformers planet. They wanted to terraform the planet into their planet. Right, yeah. And yeah. I think once that comes out... It's very hard to go back. Yeah, I, I I can't think of a good... And the only other example I can think of is Man of Steel. I don't find that a compelling story point. Trying to ter- you know, turn, their plan- turn a different planet into your planet. I think that's quite boring. And s- mm. So just set it. Because if you just set it on Cybertron during, you know, the war for Cybertron... Don't you think that would be an interesting film and story to tell? But how are people going to relate if there's no humans, specifically Shia LaBeouf? The, oh, they wouldn't. Shia would not come back. <laughs> oh, they'd bring back Wahlberg though, just to stand there. Wahlberg is going to like show up on set expecting that he's in it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's on it's on a different planet, Mark. So, <laughs> my guy fucking can breathe in space, I'm guaranteeing it. He's fucking massive. Like, I, there's so much... Because like, every other piece of Transformers media is pretty good. Like, the show is cheesy but fun. The games are class. It's just... The movies that Michael Bay produced are pretty trash. I think I would wait ten years and then bring it back. Maybe not in the next five. Because I think the last one only came out in, like, 2018. Yeah, um, what year did what year did the original Transformers come out? Two thousand seven. No, I mean like the 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 show. Oh God, eighty seven. <laughs> I don't know. It could be because you could do it like. No, I don't want the, the movie. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> is the movie two thousand seven though? July twenty seven, two thousand seven. Correct. Oh man, you movie dates. I'm okay at it. Nineteen eighty four. It came out. 84, the, the okay. Cartoon. So if you did a 2024, we'll be 40 years on. Yeah, you do something then. But yeah, or maybe 50. not now. Maybe 50 years. Yeah, let's just wait another 70. 
75 is a good anniversary. Wait, 100 years. <laughs> 100 years. Um, yeah, so they are going to be doing a new Transformers movie. I would have been okay with them continuing the Bumblebee thing, but to do a whole new universe, it just seems like okay, I suppose, maybe. Yeah, it seems like something that should go to streaming, not get a release at this yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this is uh, the Batman spin-off show, Sean. Now, do you remember that the Batman, the movie coming out in now 2022, it was pushed back, um, it was going to have a spin-off show on HBO Max that was going to be very similar to Gotham, except in this one, Batman was also not in it, and it was going to be called Gotham Central. Um, yes, it was going to be like the Gotham Police um, kind of show. And it was like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but in Gotham. Yes, I do remember this. And I think we agreed it's possibly the least interesting part to watch a watch a whole film about. The computer agrees. My computer just has stepped up and said oh, he, it loves Batman. So that was very nice of it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in Harvey Dent. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> that movie came out years ago. <laughs> Come How on, computer. <laughs> get, get, get up to date. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what's the news on this then? Well, the news is that the Batman spin-off show has lost its showrunner over creative differences already. Oh, he wanted Jim Gordon to be tired and can't trust anyone. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted him to be like the guy in Gotham, but probably a different actor. And they said, we want the same actor. And he went, well, no. why are we here? <laughs> so, this is not a good start for a show that hasn't even started <clears throat> filming yet. But I, no. actually, maybe it's better this way. that they, they saw the creative differences early and they just said, let's call it quits. Now, the danger is that they bring in someone who'll do whatever the studio wants for money. Yeah, like, and they were developing a lot of other shows at the time because obviously they see what's happening across the way at Disney Plus with One Division and everything to do with that. So thereafter, getting uh, the Arrowverse creator Greg Berlanti in, he's going to do Green Lantern and Strange Strange Adventures, and I'm pretty sure J.J. Abrams is developing a Justice League Dark. So. And um, also, John Cena's character in the Suicide Squad, um, Peacemaker, he's getting a series as well. So they're getting, like, all these series, and Gotham Central was going to be one of them. But that's already kind of fallen down, at the, as we said, with creative differences. Um, now, is this, this could be Matt Reeves probably has an idea for it, and they're trying to get the right person in to run the show. Because it is set in Batman's first year as a crime fighter, this show. Yeah, where the police don't quite trust Batman yet. There's this element of he's just a a, a caped lunatic. Yeah, Um, because the Batman, uh, the movie is set, I think it's probably um, nearly two years. So probably about 19 months into him being Batman. So this is like seven months before that. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, like we've, we've theorized about this show and what way you could make it entertaining. Um, and you do it like you just hear of Batman as like a legend in it. But I'm I'm cure. I'd really would love to have been a fly on the wall in the meeting room when you know 
a director that, or a showrunner, excuse me, that Matt Reeves was like, no, this is the guy, gave his idea and the studio said, oh, we don't like that. Mm. I mean, could it be something to do with the actual character? I, I don't know how many episodes you can get out of there's a guy, we're not allowed to show him to you. Or, he's constantly, like, leaving the room just as we get there. All you see is the cape. Like, Titans did that for, like, a year and a half. Yeah, that's just, exhausting to fucking It's watch. just, it, it's fine for an episode or two, but if you spend a whole season being like, we've nobody ever sees him, we can't see him, they're all, the criminals are always just, like, knocked out by the time we get there. He's amazing. Is he bad? Is he good? I think... At that point, seven episodes in, I am so tired of what's happening. Yeah, and they will drag this out as well, like, because it's... HBO Max needs content, and look what they've done with Snyder Cut, in that they've turned it into a a fucking 10-hour drama. Um, I don't know what what your problem with the Snyder Cut is, because we're coming up to that later on, so you better save your excitement, Sean. I will get to how you betrayed me later. Um, (laughs) With regards to, what's it, Gotham Central, they're calling it? Gotham Central, it's called, yeah. So there's a TV show called Gotham, but this is called Gotham Central, and it's a different show. That makes sense, but... It's. I, I think it's going to very much fall in the camp that you described of it's going to be a pretty generic cop show, but there, you're going to see a cape and some ears every so often. Yeah, I, I hope they're solving petty crimes. <laughs> like, oh, like Falcone's gone and he mugged a woman. Better track him down. And it's like a courtroom drama, like Law and Order. Like, what now? It could be interesting in that... Like and you'd have to like walk the line of stopping this being cheesy, but it would be interesting to see the Gotham City Police Department and how their hands are literally tied and they can't do anything because the city's corrupt. Like I want to see, see James Gordon. You see, yeah, and he's trying his goddamn best, but it, but but none of it's good enough. Like I want a mobster, or even I want like the fucking penguin sitting in an interview room and the police bring him coffee and cigarettes like that he owns them yeah no idea and i think that could be a cool thing to show but also i think it was perfectly said that that would come out and then you'd get the movie and like but out of the history like if you're going to go back to back the parallels of batman and the police force obviously we want to be on batman's viewpoint you don't really want to be on like the other boring side of like we need to catch him. How do we catch him? Oh, he got away in some spectacular fashion again. It was absolutely unreal. You should have been there. You really should have been. It was really cool. If, oh, if you had been here, if those cameras had been on two minutes earlier, oh, it would have been so- the fight choreography. You wouldn't believe. Oh, he knocked out a hundred men in seconds in a warehouse. It was outrageous. And like. What there? I think it might be um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs or something like that. It's a very clever animated show. And there's about a, 30 seconds to a minute where it's just a front-on view of two characters describing a fight and just saying, <laughs> boy, this would be really expensive to animate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be really expensive to hire Robert Pattinson in for a day to do this whole fight scene. Wow, this looks really cool. My God, but all the cameras in the hero got out, unfortunately. Oh, 
No. Oh my goodness! Like, in, like in a way, like pitching that is quite interesting because the the way they would pitch it is. Oh, and you see how the Gotham Police Department, it's, it, it can't do anything and, and everyone's down under luck. And then when you see the movie, it's really cathartic and you're like, finally, something's being done about it. But all is going to happen is all of the people who would have seen the movie are just going to be bored for nine episodes and then see yeah. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so I just wanted to cover that. I'm. We will keep you updated on Gotham. On is it Gotham Central or Gotham District? Gotham Central. I had already forgotten because I just assume I just say Gotham like the TV show, but it's not that. Um, okay, we're going to move on to your favorite thing and mine, Sean. That is reboots of things nobody wants to see. So, yes. Sean. We've Classic. had a few reboots over the last two years because Hollywood is running out of ideas. But one thing they're not running out of is old ideas to copy and paste. Oh, there's always so, Sean, old ideas. And so what I say to you, not only is it an old idea, not only is it something that already happened or a reboot, it is also a CGI slash live action hybrid movie. Oh, huh? can I guess? Can I guess? Oh, it's going to be good. What's there's definitely I... What? Go ahead. Go on. No, I was going to say, I was going to say um, that there was a Tom and Jerry trailer during the week, and I seen it, and it looks fine for kids, but this, I don't think you're going to get. <laughs> okay. Um, could it, is it Thundercats? No, it's worse. The oh, Pink Panther reboot what? is happening whoa, whoa, with Sonic whoa, whoa. the... Go on. Wait, oh, oh, sorry. No, I need you to finish that sentence with, very quickly. With the Sonic the Hedgehog director. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay, and and and, and who's in charge of CGI for that? Um, nobody knows, but the director is Jeff Fowler, who directed Sonic the Hedgehog from earlier this year, and the writer for the movie is the writer of Bad Boys for Life, the biggest movie of 2020. Okay, <laughs> a, a natural progression towards <laughs> Pink Panther. Now, my question... Is this the Pink Panther animated show or the Pink Panther movie with Steve Martin? Nobody, I don't think, I was going to say nobody knows. Personally, I couldn't find out what they were doing, but I can only assume it's the animated show because it's a CGI live action hybrid movie. Right, now, can you, can you tell me the plot of any Pink Panther episode? Other than he gets uh, up to some mischief. Uh, <laughs> you mean the animated show, yeah. The animated show, yeah. Oh, oh, um, oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, when Peter Sellers was Pink Panther, he was a detective, and he investigated a theft of a large, like, gem thing, known as the Black Pink Panther, but True. the animated show was about... Pink Panther that got up to hijinks, I think is the only words I can think of here. Can anybody remember? No, like, it's... I remember liking it, like, it's a fun watch, but it's... It's... it's the Pink the Pink Panther is a diamond in the film, but it's an actual Pink Panther in the cartoon. Yeah, don't be ridiculous, Sean, it's obviously an actual Pink Panther, come on. Get with the times. Sorry, didn't <laughs> didn't know that was such a sore spot for you. 
imagine I, I have like tattoos of the cartoon up and down my arms. Sleeve tattoos, bro. <laughs> the, um, I like, I'm, I'm all for a fun romp, but this is just a weird one to pick, isn't it? Do you think they wanted well, to do an animated detective movie and they had to do Pink Panther to get it made? Um, yes, I suppose. Oh, I have found out a concept by clicking around here. The okay. movie will focus on a smooth operating inspector. Okay, mm-hmm. so far we're on the real life one. Jacques Clo- Clouseau. Clouseau? Oh no, Cousteau? butchering that bad zip. Yeah, Clouseau, that's the one. Um, I, I said it, and you remember, you know when you say a word, you're like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> it will focus on a smooth operating inspector. Um, Mr. Clouseau, who, thanks to a traumatic event, now has a pink panther for an imaginary friend. The latter, although he doesn't speak, does help to solve cases. Okay. So, this sounds quite similar to... Have you seen the show Happy? Eh, no. It's a down-on-his-luck detective who suffers an accident and now sees an animated unicorn who helps him solve crime. Oh, and is the unicorn helpful? Very helpful, but it's also does it, does a very gory drugs? show. <laughs> very gory. What, does the unicorn, like, kill people? No, but, like, people die around the unicorn, and the whole mm, thing is like, yeah. oh, it's a cute unicorn, but a man just got his head punched through a door. Ah, that, yeah, no, I, I can see why that would be appealing. Are you any more or less interested because the unicorn is replaced by a pig panther? Uh Look, I'm not saying it's more or less appealing, um, but it is. It's, it's definitely less. It's, it's somehow blander than the other one. Like, it's just, I mean, yeah, a detective who's trying to solve a case and he's clearly got some mental issues and they have an imaginary friend who's a pig panther who doesn't speak. But surely if you have an animated, like, thing... In a movie, like the idea is, he gets the comedy. Like the detective's in a serious moment, and they, and he's the comedic relief on the side, like saying random shit, like Mushu and Mulan or something. Yeah, no, it could be like a silent comedy kind of thing, like um, was it like the Chameleon Entangled? Okay, no, yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, I, I, my question is, does the world need this? No. No, not at all. <laughs> what what focus groups did they go into that said, yeah, no, a Pink Panther's movies is the one that's going to bring me back to the cinema. That's the one. Yeah, it is really odd. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a property I've not thought of in so very long, the Pink Panther, that to bring and, it back is, is just, it's out of the blue. And uh, Jeff Fowler, who directed Sonic the Hedgehog, if he's coming in to direct it, I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog actually turned out alright, but it did have a lot of trouble on the production end at the start, and it looked ridiculous. Is he going to go first round of Sonic Jeff Fowler, or second round of Sonic Jeff Fowler? I don't know. See, first round of Sonic Jeff Fowler gave us the Gangsta's Paradise trailer. (laughs) True. That is true. Well, you know, um, I would love to see... A Pink Panther trailer set to Forgot About Dre, perhaps. Oh, that's good. That's good. And I know, I think Gangster's Paradise again, just with the Pink Panther, I could see that. 
See, the Pink Panther has a very definite theme, though, is like the music is very much part of the Pink Panther. So I think the the trailer is mostly going to be that. (laughs) It'll be a remix by Dr. Dre of the Pink Panther team. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Um, so keep in mind there, you're going to be doing that movie. Let's see what happens. But Sean, we're going to move on to a movie that I actually know that you like this franchise, but you have been disappointed with it in the past. Sean, right. I have a movie known as The Predator. And that is because there is a new Predator movie happening what? at Disney. What? With the 10 Cloverfield Lane director added to it. Interesting. Now, that is Dan Trachtenberg who directed 10 Cloverfield Lane. He has been brought on to do a new Predator movie. And I know you love the Predator movie, Sean. Tell me your thoughts. Okay. I, there's a very, very oft-referenced uh, rant that I went on. About <laughs> One of my favourites. 2018's The Predator where it that that film makes no sense and it only serves to appeal to people who barely remember the predator like the first predator yeah, i remember we were recording that day and you text me you were like i'm going to see the predator movie and you were so full of hope like you were just so full of just like happiness and i, I remember you turned up to the recording and i've never seen you sadder <laughs> no i was i went and saw predator at 10 to 10 in the morning uh, in Dublin. <laughs> and it was an empty cinema, pretty much, except for me and a few other people. And a guy sitting in the same row as me was wearing a Predator shirt. Oh, the like, two oh, of you. <laughs> I, I, this, one of us is going to be more disappointed than the other. <laughs> Turned out it was you. But anyway, what happened at the end of the movie that riled you up? Oh, okay, so the whole thing is that they get... Uh, because okay so the kid has autism and that's a superpower so he can actually speak the predator language just mm. because and just cause just cause I'm not sure that's how it works but whatever um, mm. and so he hacks into a big coffin thing and then out flies like a metal glove and it flies onto a scientist's arm and it turns into what is essentially looks like a predator, but is made of metal and has more guns on him. Um, and then the, the Boyd Hallbrook, who is the the leader of the new anti predator task force, despite by the way getting nine of his teammates killed by the predator. <laughs> Out of how many? Oh, nine. <laughs> he's all for nine I mean that's not great he, the only survivors are him and his son but anyway okay um, I, I mean the son wasn't even part of that team he has no military training I can only assume no but apparently he's the ultimate warrior of earth that's another okay. thing they say by the way <laughs> no um, you're getting off track it is not a review of the predator please come okay. on but anyway um, th- th- it ends and then the guy takes off the metal glove and they all look at Boyd Hallbrook and they say, what's that? And Boyd Hallbrook says, that's my new suit. Hope it comes in a 36 long. Which, means, <laughs> which is just a, ba- a quote-unquote badass line for the sake of it. Because that's not how it's gloves glove. work. <laughs> gloves don't come in 36 long. No. They just don't. They come in regular size or child size. <laughs> yeah, and if they were predator pants, 
Maybe. <laughs> he wasn't getting a new suit made. Like, oh, my waist is this and my leg is... No, he said 36 long and a glove. On one glove. <laughs> On one singular glove. <laughs> I remember you came out and you talked for 20 minutes about that. And then I said, what did you think of the rest of the movie? Oh, it's shit. But that was the bit. That was the bit that turned me. I was willing to give it a, 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 oh, it's fine. But then that happened right at the end. Well, Sean, that was, what would you say that? That was a bit of a teaser to the next one. And I think you'll be excited. Yeah. I think you'll be excited to know that this new Predator movie is a sequel to Shane Black's 2018 The Predator. Oh, which no. Which had Boyd Holbrook in it. Sean, what are you thinking? I'm excited. We're going to get a trailer, or we're going to get a sequel, and we're going to find out what exactly he did in the glove shop to get that exact size. What if it, what if it opens up, and it's him wearing the Predator suit, but it actually only came in, like, a 34 regular? So it's just his <laughs> ankles are, like, showing... <laughs> <laughs> and he's just sad. Like, I can't fight him in this. You look ridiculous. Like he's gonna fucking laugh at me. And the render just turns up and he just shakes his head and just walks off. So, no. I th- I I think then what they're gonna end up doing in this movie is that they're going to, as we've done in predator movies before, we take the fight to them. Set out to kill the predator, which is always the plot of the predator. It's. It, it's always, yeah, it's always the plot of the, the the predator that came after the good predator. Except now it's yeah. coming after a bad predator. <laughs> it's going after a bad one. So he has the predator's powers then, using that glove. I'm not sure he has the predator's powers, because if he gets stabbed through that suit, he's still a, a man on the inside and he'll die. You know? Right. But also... Um, interestingly, is that that series was owned by Fox, I think, and Disney have bought Fox, so this is now in the hands of Disney. So it's down as a sequel, an untitled sequel to that movie, but it wouldn't be within the realms of, or it wouldn't be outside the realms of possibility that they could maybe move away from that and make it like a soft reboot of what had happened before. And just pick like the best bits. Maybe like four minutes. What's your favourite four minutes of the movie? Oh, there's one bit where uh, Key from Key and Peel. Uh, oh, good. So Actually, no, it's not him. It's another guy. But anyway, they're running away from the Predator and there's a series of motorbikes lined up against the wall and he shouts, get to the choppers. <laughs> Great scene. It's good. It is good. I mean, you can't beat that. Just a bit. Also, have you seen Key, Key and Peel on uh, eating hot wings? Yeah, uh, the hot ones. And and um, Sean, what's the second name? Uh, Sean, I'm trying to think of a second name. But he's the interviewer, and he's like eating these really fucking spicy wings. And Key and Peel are just sweating, and they're just dying. They're just and he's just like, yeah, and he's just like, um, and how did you guys write like for the series? And and he's asking this really intricate question, and he's halfway through the question, and Key just turns around and he just goes, "I'm having a stroke, Sean. I'm having a stroke," <laughs> and he's just like sweating profusely. I have seen that. That's a really good interview. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should watch. Uh, if you haven't seen them, uh, watch some Hot Ones interviews. They're really good. Also, and the guy Sean is like possibly my favorite interviewer. 
like of anyone. Yeah, he, he has like Graham Norton levels of just inside scoops on people. Yeah. Um, so what I also have in regards to the Predator is that the reboot, um, they have revealed that it may reveal that the movie is set in the past. The sequel. Right. <laughs> but, but, so, but, 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 the other Predators are set in the past. They are, yeah. Um, Predator 5 will be set in the past before settlers stole Native Americans' land, it now seems. What? It seems it go, it's going to be going under the working title of Skulls, which is said to follow a, a, a woman who goes against gender norms and traditions to become a warrior. But, I mean, okay... Oh, but what about the predator? <laughs> this is look that like the thing is you that's an interesting story without the predator in it. <laughs> I think it, it might be the plot of Mulan, but they're fighting the predator. Like I think it's it. I look there. There is there is a gap of stories like that being made, but from what I've seen of the way. They handled, um, okay, okay. I'm going to go on another little rant about the predator. Here we go. Please continue. There's a there's a big plot point in the predator where, um, the predator is like, oh, I'm going to take Earth's champion back with me. They've earned the right to die on the predator homeworld or some shit like that. And so, um. He he says, I will take McKenna back with me. So Boyd Holbrook is like, oh, I'm going to go back to the Predator world? No fucking way. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like, yes! <laughs> he got chosen. Finally. But, <laughs> Finally. I got, I'm 0-9, but I'm 1-0 getting picked. But he says that it's, it's actually Boyd Holbrook's son. He's also oh. named McKenna. He's like, I hate you, McKenna. <laughs> Fuck. And the whole, but the whole movie, everyone's been shitting on this kid because he's like, he, he's on the spectrum and he's a bit different. Which, by the way, is a terrible plot point to have in 2018. Yeah. Like, even when this movie came out, people were aware of that and, like, compassionate enough about it that people don't treat Why each other Why would you have like a plot that. point I mean, look, actually, where a bunch of adults take the piss out of a child? Yeah. There, like, there is a scene, I believe, where a group of adults like call the kid names, like behind what his the back. Fuck? It's very Jeez. strange, but it's it it's very. It's they nearly look at the audience and you say, "What you thought the kid couldn't be a big hero?" It's like, no, I thought he couldn't be a big hero because he's nine. <laughs> yeah, he's tiny, and so I don't think just like don't. Don't like it's such a weird parallel story to have of this, you know, woman, female warrior overcoming adversity and prejudice uh, in her community. Like, and then just like the predator comes in, and the, the there will be a scene in that movie where the predator acknowledges her as a fighter, but no one in her community does. And that's oh, yeah. a problem. Like, there'll be a scene, the, the scene will be that, like, everyone in the village is like, you're shit, you're a woman, we're the real tough guys, we're going to fight this, whatever it is out in the jungle, 
and we're going to take it down. And then they all get butchered and turned inside out. And then she's like, you don't listen to me. She's going to be like, you're all idiots. He's going to yeah. kill you. No, he won't. <laughs> Decapitation. Immediately. And Look, and as for this director, um, like, 10 Cloverfield Lane was fine, I would say. And he also did a short film called Portal No Escape, which is really, really, really good. Um, yeah. So, I would... I prefer this director to Shane Black. Can I say that? <laughs> I think Shane Black had a lot of positives because he did The Nice Guys as well. And that's a really good movie. But it's so disappointing, that movie in 2018, that I think he had to step away. Even though a lot of fans were like, bring back Shane Black. <laughs> but now everyone's like, nah, leave it. It's fine. Yeah, like he's kind of a shit person as well. So you probably want to distance yourself from him. Yeah. Uh, it's, I just... Why why do this? Why do the Predator again? Um, okay, alright, we're going to move on to just a small story before we get on to the main event, and it will be linked to this, because um, AMC Theatres have announced that they are supporting the fact that Warner Media has chosen that Wonder Woman 1984 will be played on HBO Max at the same time as it is out in cinemas. Sounds like a good idea, um, but then you realise only North America has HBO Max. Mm. They're trying and to make back some sort of profit, I suppose. They are, but I feel like it. It's digital releases and streaming and things has to be either worldwide or just in cinemas, because otherwise that file is getting circulated a lot faster. And I don't know why they didn't just wait. Like, in regards to 90, Wonder Woman 1984, just, like, wait six months. I don't know how much money they probably would have lost, but I think they would have gained it next year back, anyway, rather than put it out now. They'll probably make, if Tenet made, what, 100 million or 200 million, Wonder Woman will probably make 200 million as well. But is that really what they wanted? Yeah, I don't know, because... Like, see, Wonder Woman has already been pushed back quite a bit. Um, because, because, like, not even even before um, the Global Bastard and everything. I think it was meant to come out last year. Yeah, I think it was like November last year. It was, yeah, October, November last year. Yeah. And so, like, I I think maybe they're just like, okay, we're never going to get the hype back we originally had. So let's just let's just cut our losses. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so they are they're looking to put it up onto the HBO Max um, streaming service. And I just think if that's what they want to do, if they feel like that's probably more beneficial, but it is going to cut off. I don't think a lot of people are going to see this in the cinema, which ultimately means that a lot of people won't see it because if it's not HBO Max, people can't get that anywhere else legally. Now, as you said, illegally, once something is on the internet, they can just get the file and put it anywhere. And then once people watch it, they're going to be losing a lot of money. I Yeah, I think it, it came down to, would they lose more money by pushing it back? Or would they lose more money if they just put it on uh, streaming services? Yeah. it And and I, I'm, Warner Brothers almost definitely have, if not a, a deal... They have a very good working relationship with HBO Max. So I get why they're just putting it on that. And 
it is a shame that their streaming, like the DC streaming service, flopped so hard <laughs> because this would have driven yeah. massive subscribers to that. They, that doesn't exist anymore. So they're now, I think, using HBO Max as their streaming service. I yeah, I think that's the way it is, which is fine, I guess, but it's kind of lame and. But speaking of HBO Max... I don't. No, Mr. let's just Sean keep talking Ian. about Wonder Woman. We'll just keep talking no, no, about Wonder Woman all day. Because I was using that story to segue seamlessly into our final story of the week. The big one. And that is that Justice League has... Snack Snyder has decided to release... I'm going to say new, but I don't <laughs> mean it. Trailer that has his Justice League. So this is Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League. It's going to be on HBO Max... It's going to be a mini-series. We got a new white, black and white trailer. Sean, where would you like to start with our review of this amazing trailer that I have never seen before? Well, look. <laughs> the dictionary defines betrayal. <laughs> As, <laughs> you promised me last week we would not do any more Zack Snyder news. In my defence, who could have predicted there would be more trailers? I could have. I could have told you this. <laughs> also, technically, this isn't even a new trailer. It's it's really not. Like they, they they betrayed us because I seen this came up on my um my Twitter feed and I went, oh my god, there's a new trailer. Oh, that'd be great. And I was like, that's let's give that a watch. It'll be great news for the pod and everything else. And we'll get to talk about it. And I watched it, and it was only about halfway through when I realised, oh, it's the same. Well, that's interesting. It's the same, it's the same with just a sprinkling of new footage. Yeah, but like not of any consequence in the grand scheme mm. of things. Um, my m- main thing that I noticed, Batman still has loads of guns in this. Oh, he's riddled with guns. And not only is he riddled with guns, Sean, you will be delighted to know that um, they revealed Batman's look in a little post they put out some new images from Zack Snyder's Justice League. And you'll never guess what Batman is doing. In Ben Affleck shared the image of his version of Batman. And he's wielding a massive firearm. <laughs> so his arm is on fire. Is that what you're telling <laughs> no, me? No, no. No, I mean a gun. <laughs> I mean a big fuck of gun. Like, um, like his bicep? No, no, not his bicep. I mean a, an assault rifle. And he's oh, holding right. it up. And Batman's like, I'm going to get them. And this is part of their promotion campaign for this movie. And this goes back to what we were saying about this movie in that it doesn't matter like how you cut around it if the inherent flaws that were in Justice League still remain. One of those being Batman's relationship with guns. He does love guns. He just loves them. And yes. and that's notoriously what he loves in the comic books. He says, I love guns. I always use them. Historically a big fan of guns, Batman. <laughs> and you know, he's he's way more interested when he's dissimilar to everyone else, isn't he? That's true. When he's just a man with a gun, that's when Batman <laughs> really shines. <laughs> um, so we had Hallelujah. Yeah, I, this trailer's coming out. I'm taking... $70 million has gone into this new footage. This is a new trailer. I'm expecting big tigs. You've got Hallelujah. It's in black and white. Some of the same shots. I'm thinking, oh, well, 
maybe it would all be the same shots. Maybe they're just... I mean, fair enough. You're going to use some of the same shots. Don't give it all away in the trailer. But also, don't just play the same trailer and pretend it's a new one, which is a different thing. And just throw um, a black and white filter on it. Yeah, it's, it's all in black and white. It's a good one. That's how you know it's different. Um, also, they don't even... What really annoyed me most about this fucking trailer is that they didn't even give us a month in 2021 as to when it's coming out. I wasn't even looking for a date. At the end of it, even if Jason had said August 2021, okay, grand. Yeah. <laughs> but to leave it blank, fuck you. <laughs> like, all it means is that we're going to get another trailer. Maybe with the same footage that shows, you know, a date, most likely second half of 2021. But do you want to know the... Fu- I could only see four or five new shots in this trailer. Would you like well, to know of them? I am very glad you have them, because I did not notice them at all. So there's four... <laughs> to the naked eye, it seemed the exact same. But Sean, there was some massive, massive new shots in this trailer that you probably missed. And I'm here to Ten tell you... things you missed. That, no, I could only find four. <laughs> okay. So the four of them that I could see was they found there was a hologram of Superman uh, floating there for uh, two seconds. We see the hologram of a character we've already seen. Um, that was assuming I'm assuming coming from like Cyborg's head, maybe as like a light. That was an R two D two thing. Yeah, what can you do? We have a Cyborg being a big creep looking out onto the street as little kids play football. And he's like, God damn, I wish I could play football. But now he's a robot. That's going to hinder him. It will. Um, will do. I have... They replaced Steppenwolf in the big battle with Darkseid. So they just cut around Steppenwolf and put a different CGI man in there instead. Fair play to them. Yeah. And then we've got some cool new machine guns on the Batmobile. So I'm really glad we hammered down that one because I wasn't quite sure how much murdering this Batman was going to do. And I look, I'm glad that he still murders in this movie. Um, mm. Why? What benefit is there to showing Cyborg looking at some football? Because <laughs> there's going to be like a Cyborg episode. I'm pretty positive that is going to be heavily relied on. I did his origin a few weeks ago on Hero Zero, but it's very much going to be like he loved football, he got injured, and he can't. He like hates the fact that he's different now and he can't go back to his old life. Yeah, um, but that, that, that's another thing. In, in that, there's apparently this is going to be four hours long, all told, apparently. But it's been split into six episodes? Uh, six episodes, four hours long. Or was it four episodes, four hours long? Because I, I, he said Zack Snyder did a whole like breakdown of it. And yeah. It's like an hour long. Well, he, he, he said he, he wants it in so six chapters. There was so much Zack Snyder news. So much Zack Snyder news. He wants it in six chapters. He has concept art on his phone for like Martian Manhunter and shit. Yeah, he also said that the Man of Steel pod mystery, do you know the open pod? He said that was going to be solved, Joker's going to be in it, they're going to look into Robin, they're going to, he's just, do you know the equivalent of just throwing shit that he thinks people are going to like? Unless, if he covers every single one of those things in this Justice League without it just being maybe like a shot and then moving back, I would be amazed. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to cover in any, you know, remake of a film that people didn't really like. Um, mm. Or recut, sorry. Um, but to, like, to lay it all out beforehand that you're going to do this, I, if I am going to watch this, I want it to be surprised. Do you know, I want to be surprised by this. <laughs> yeah. but so he's like giving away everything. Like, imagine if you didn't know the Joker was going to be in it. Like, that could, like, that would be like, oh, it's 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 weird to see Jared Leto's Joker, but hey, he's here. And you, you're giving away stuff for a movie everyone's already seen ninety five percent of. Already, <laughs> it's not even that it's a new movie. You're giving away spoilers of the other five percent. Yeah, and. And then just show, but but also showing the same things, like this trailer is effectively the same, and then he announced a bunch of stuff around it. Um, yeah, the the pod thing was ridiculous. He also like revealed. So when you think about it, by the way, that he if he does this, he will have to introduce the Flash. He's going to have to introduce Cyborg. He's going to have to re. Uh, Superman is dead. They're gonna have to bring him back to life. He's gonna have to give Darkseid his own thing. You'll have to have Batman and Wonder Woman come back together with Aquaman to join forces. They'll have to go through all that. But at the same time, he'll also have to introduce uh, Deathstroke. You have to answer why the pod is open in Superman and Man of Steel. You've got the Joker outlined. You've got the Robin outlined. Um, you're gonna go into back into Cyborg's life. So, <laughs> at this point, this movie is ca- covering a lot of stuff. It is, and do you think it's too much? Or is it just enough, Connor? Would you like I mean, more? I think more. I want him to cover every plot point he's ever heard of in comic books, which isn't that many. Can we work Dark Knight Returns into things? <laughs> Can we not have Batman fight Superman? Zach, you already did that one. Ah, well, what if we did it better? And this time, he also has a metal suit, but it's a bigger metal suit. Huh? Interesting. Are we all right, lads? Does it come in a 36 long? <laughs> oh, it comes in a 38 long. Oh ben Affleck's a big man in this one. <laughs> oh, he's unstoppable. He's a fridge. <laughs> um, also, yeah, I just... I think it's a lot. It is coming out. Maybe it will be good. But this trailer, the idea that they came out and like, this is a new trailer, it is not a new trailer. It is the same trailer that you've added four or five new shots into. I could only find four. I think there's maybe five or six. And there, and by shots, I mean, like, one second of the trailer. Yeah, like a few frames here and there. Yeah. So, okay, Sean, I give you my word. That this is the last time that we talk about Zack Snyder until this trailer comes... Until the next proper trailer for Justice League comes out. Okay, so next week. That's fine. Next week. He's going to re-release this one, but it's going to be in red and blue. Oh, 3D. (laughs) You have to wear those glasses. It's like, it's not popping now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's fine. Um, so, Sean, that is it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a week of Movie Mondays, or a day of Movie Mondays, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, some, some big news this week. Um, I'm 
Only maddened by some of it, Connor. Only some of it. Uh, would you like to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Uh, big thank you goes out to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. Uh, big thanks goes to Waffles Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, Sean Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Green and Anna Helmroos. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. All of you are entered into the raffle that we will be holding, as Connor mentioned at the start. And if you, if anyone else listening would like to join these fine people and get a chance at winning some merch, uh, head on over to the Patreon there. Um, we're also on all the social medias, and they're all linked below. You can email any questions or queries to herefryer underscore at outlook.com. But other than that, please just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. Thank you very much. And I think that's about <laughs> it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Lee. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.